its energy surrounds us and binds us. What's up, Star Wars fans, and welcome back to the Carbonite Combos podcast. If this is your first time joining us, you've just taken your first step into a larger world. And if this is not your first time, then we can't thank you for coming back for another episode of the pod. Today is episode 75 being recorded on Thursday, June 2nd. And, and with us being halfway through the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, Alec and I wanted to hop on here and just give our mid-season review, breakdown, chat, discussion, yada, 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 and pretty much just go over the first half of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that's that's pretty much it. Alec, how are we doing today? I'm great, man. Just got back from work a little bit ago. I'm ready to talk about some Kenobi. We really haven't had a chance to talk about it too, too much yet. Um, outside of the podcast, I know we've, we've both been swamped the past week or two. So we really haven't had a chance to dive into it. So I'm excited to do that. Um, yeah, buddy. We're going to do our best here to go kind of episode by episode. But bear with us if we kind of get off track here and there. It's it's inevitable. It's bound to happen. So also, I apologize if I, if I sound a little bit on the nasally side. I'm a bit under the weather. So forgive me there. But I'm ready to move on and into this convo, man. I don't know about you. Let's do it. So, you know, first two episodes came out last week. And the, typically the format we're doing is a reaction and a review in the same night. But with two episodes coming out three hours early which was incredible that was a game um, changer bro it was. oh my god so i think they did it specifically for content creators they had to, bro wednesdays i know you do I, I i know i do i always feel like shit bro like wednesdays suck because we have to stay up so late and do these things bro yeah and, and my wednesday last week was fantastic yeah i felt i felt phenomenal see i i, I did too i got a few hours um so that was nice where i'm used to four hours like two or three hours before the episode and then maybe one possibly two after the episode but at that point i'm breaking rem so hard that it doesn't matter i could get yeah. four more and i'm still just it, you're beat. the same amount of exhausted yeah exactly but that was that was huge um Dude, I am I'm loving it so far. I'm pissed though because I saw Rotten Tomatoes, which I don't respect Rotten Tomatoes scores. No, no I shot. I think they mean anything. But what sucks is the audience score so far is 58%. And I think that's bullshit. Bro, it's honestly, like, every person that I've met in public or like um physically talked to about it have have not been fans. What have you heard? I, I'm, the, the, I'm the opposite. The, really, the majority of it's bashing on Reva. But, and you know, there's a lot of hate Which going I on don't around. Get it? Well, there's a lot of hate going on. One about the character, and the much more unfortunate thing, there have been a lot of racist comments about the character, uh, uh, about the actress. And dude, it's super sad, man, because it's one thing to hate a character. Mm -hmm. You know, it happened with. <sighs> It's just the same thing happening that happened to Jake Lloyd, Ahmed Best, uh, Kelly Marie Tran, all these actors that just are playing their part and people have to make it about the person rather the person. than the fact they just don't like a character yeah. in a children's movie, bro. Yeah. And John Boyega and the fact that it's just it's really I saw a meme that was pretty funny. Um, it was Jedi hunt themselves. The Jedi mm -hmm. will hunt themselves. It was the racists will hunt themselves because dude, you really, I've seen a lot of true colors um, 
to be honest, do, do I hate Reva? No. Like, do, Not at do all. I love Reva? No. But do I hate her? No. I like her. Um, I think at some points in the first two episodes, her character, I, I was kind of iffy about it. But it has nothing to do with race. It has nothing to do with the actress. It just, I, I don't know. There was something about her. But, like, I, I like, by the end of the third episode, I'm a, I'm a fan of her. I like her. I don't I understand. Get the Funko Pop. No one has the right to say they like or dislike her right now because we're halfway through the series and we've seen her for like 20 minutes. We don't know anything about her. We don't know her backstory. People are hating on, oh, how does she know it's Anakin when, when Obi-Wan doesn't even know it's Anakin? There has to be There's a reason. A I'm sure we will get an explanation. People hated Ahsoka at first, bro. Yeah. And, and oh, by yeah. no means is Reva ever going to be on the same level as Ahsoka because Ahsoka is no. one of the best characters in all Star Wars. But there's no doubt that her favor will grow with fans when there's more development to her story. It's it way will. too early, bro. It's way too early. It is. It's too early. And it's just it's just unfortunate because you don't want to see something happen to her where she feels unwelcomed by the community. So I found it interesting that you mentioned, uh, you know, Pete, you haven't heard a lot of good things and that most of it's Reva. I, I understand a, a little bit why people might not love the character yet, but I, I don't know that. I think that comes from nerds just being impatient and too judgmental, you know? So absolutely. I'm excited yeah, I, to find I, out more about her. I'm, I'm super yeah. into the dark side force users and yeah. I think the whole concept of the Inquisitors is super dope. And so I'm really excited to learn more about her. Yeah. I, I love them from Rebels. I, I love the live app, live action adaptation so far. I, again, man, I just I don't understand how anyone can say they don't like her yet. Well, okay. I can understand if you don't warm up to a character right away. I get that. You know, like it, it happens. You don't love every character right off the bat. But what I think is unacceptable and pathetic is trashing the actress call just saying such hurtful things to her it's just it makes me ashamed of those people that are do consider themselves star wars fans because i don't know they really we really don't have any room in the fandom anymore for people like that who call out i don't know who are who just blatantly attack the the performer especially based on their race it's it's just sad because you, they're humans can you imagine let's put this in something that would would be one of our scenarios well, our dream growing up was to play major league baseball mm-hmm. right what if you get to the big leagues and people don't like your jersey number and because they don't like your jersey number they completely roast you as a human being to the point where you don't even want to be a part of the game anymore and it makes you quit that's exactly what what has happened to these same people bro these are dreams and accomplishments i'm sure they've been working for their entire lives and now she's cast in a role where she's in star wars she's in yeah. star wars bro like that's Fortunate. huge I, I can only imagine that's huge it and is. the first thing she hears is all these racist and negative comments about her as a person bro that's no way and what's what's unfortunate is star wars had to warn her and that's just sad that's just sad and you'd hope that eventually these people die out i guess because i yeah. i i would assume that it's the older crowd for the most part um but yeah i i, I don't know it's, i don't know it just man makes you i feel like it's it. i feel like it's a, there's a large there's a large population of it spread across a lot of different generations yeah it's unfortunate Unfor- unfor- it's very unfortunate 
yeah luckily we're we're on the uh the light side so we're we're all good but show as a whole i am completely entertained so far uh through episode one i say the only thing that annoyed me was you can't tell me that it takes that much effort to catch up to a 10 year old girl running like that it's funny i actually so one of the big tiktok accounts that we're super into right now is is star wars dinks go check him out he's awesome so I, i i love his content i think it's super wholesome he actually went over a video where someone was saying that exact thing how many people does it take to catch Uh, a little girl running at one mile an hour or whatever and he's like well plot armor is very strong so there's no way to really avoid that and i was like that's the best answer plot armor bro what what are they gonna what are they gonna do make leia die no exactly seven years old like no she's obviously gonna get away yeah one of the best things i ever heard you say was that even comparing it to like the original trilogy or any other Star Wars movie where, you know, there's the villains are shooting at, at the, at the main group of heroes and they're kind of just like walking through and everything's just missing them, bro. The force itself and the storyline of the movie, everything happens. Like it's supposed to happen. Yeah. It's the same exact concept here. It could be the force. It could be Leia's ability to just be awesome. I don't know. That makes those people not able to catch her. Yeah. And Rosemary was saying a lot about like the terrain, um, which, which, oh, that's very much, yeah, it very much aided in her, well, not escape, but in the delay of her capture because she was able to duck under branches and all that kind of stuff. But you got this little twig that stops a grown man from running through it. It's like, come on. But no, that you're exactly right. I've seen some funny TikToks of people making fun of the running of those guys. And they're like, it is. And it's more just, like comedic at this point you know a little yeah. bit um i'm not hating on it by any means no like it's it's kind of funny because you're like okay let's let's catch her already come on and then obi-wan let's go let's you go. gotta catch her too much too much of leia running so far yeah but man i and we got that little, two episodes i know the little girl's <laughs> killing the role though she yes, really she is. is i mean She's bro a that's also job. a big role let's like just say hey let's come in and hey you're gonna be princess leia like Princess Leia, my goodness. That's awesome. That's some big shoes to fill. Yes, it is. And I'd say another thing that people are complaining about is her demeanor, almost like how old she seems for being a 10-year-old girl. But, but that's at the same Leia. time, that's Leia. Her mother was a queen at 14. She was a senator at 19. Leia herself was a senator at 19. So... Well, obviously okay. she is advanced. She's a one. Yes. She's the daughter of Anakin and Padme, two of the brightest individuals in the galaxy at one point, right? One, pro- probably the strongest one of one of, if not the strongest Jedi ever. And yeah. one of, if not the most willful and best politicians in the star Wars universe. So, yep. and like the desire and the want and the, and the drive of those two put into a, into a child. Plus, She's real. She's raised by Bail Organa, also yeah. super what a influ- great influential. Dad. Great dad. And three, look what she accomplishes. It takes a certain kind of greatness to accomplish what she does. She literally leads a rebellion to take back the galaxy. Yeah, I agree. And I'd like to get into that when we get to episode three. Mm-hmm. Um, so episode one, we had to get we had to get warmed up. Uh, it was really interesting seeing Obi-Wan get these toys for Luke. 
the toy ends up being something that we see. A I love that. Exactly. So uh, uh, I, I made a video about it on Fandom Facts. So go check that out. But there's, I, I like that they're not overloading with Easter eggs, but there are some very subtle things like that. Absolutely. Um, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it was. And I don't know. It's, so far as a whole, I'm very entertained. I think it was really cool. We already know that we're going to get Qui-Gon. If we don't, I will be a little upset just because well. he's been mentioned in three episodes. There's no way that that just happens and nothing comes of it. We see Obi-Wan having his nightmares. He's asking for his master's help. I think it's Dude, great. I'm, I'm going to be more than upset if we don't see Qui-Gon, to be honest, because we know that – do we address him as Ben or Obi-Wan? Because he's Ben now. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't Whatever, matter. same person, whatever. We know that he learns the ability to represent himself in the Force. It has to happen sooner than later because he doesn't live that much longer. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I think the very interesting part is that we've wondered how Obi-Wan aged so quickly in 10 years. And after the third episode, I can kind of understand. I can, I can see why. I can see it. Um, yeah, episode one, there wasn't wasn't too, too much. We got a lot of looks at the Inquisitors, which was really neat. We I think that was our big look at where how impatient and sporadic Reva is. So that was that was super interesting. And I know we talked about it a little, how much the Inquisitors just don't respect her. Um so I think that's a very interesting dynamic that the Inquisitorius has. Yeah. So I want to know what the beef is between Reva and the other Inquisitors because they obviously do not care for her. I, I know that she, I don't know, obviously didn't kill the Grand Inquisitor, but seriously hurt him. So what happened before that makes them not like her? Well, what I what I picked up on is in the second episode, and this goes along with the main theory of Reva, is we see the little girl at the beginning of the movie in Order 66, where we see the younglings, they say, what do we do now? And the girl says, run. A lot mm -hmm. of people think that that is Reva, because that scene, although this series is about Obi-Wan and Anakin, and Order 66 has a lot to do with that, that scene is pretty useless. Um, uh, other than that, it's yeah. a super cool scene, but it has no place if that isn't what it's for. So the main theory is Reva was a youngling. Anakin didn't kill all the younglings and he took at least some of them or maybe just one and they became an inquisitor or he just let some go. We don't know. Um, but what I noticed in the second episode is that the grand inquisitor tells Reva, he says, you're you're garbage and you're only one of us. You, you were only accepted at one as one of us because of your abilities. And I assume that that means her previous abilities in the force. Mm -hmm. So I think if anything, Reva being a survivor, what I assume she has the force abilities. And that is why Vader almost 
what I assume is instantaneously accepted her into the Inquisitorius and let her join the others. And they maybe they had a much harder, much harder trials to become an Inquisitor. And maybe they just they're spiteful about that. Well, we know that it wouldn't be the first time that Vader recruited an Inquisitor from a that was a former Padawan of some point. Um, which one was it in the video game? I, f- I forget which sister it was. Um, uh, I don't remember her name. She was the Padawan of the of Cal's master. I also forget her name. Yeah. Um, but but you you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No. Exactly. So, so she was she was a Padawan at one point. So. We definitely know that he's willing to do it. Yeah. No, exactly. Um, and I don't want to skip ahead to episode three just yet with all because we're going to spend a lot of time on episode three. But there's a lot to talk about in episode two. Um, going from Kamar Nanjiani's character. Uh, what was his name? Haja. Haja mm-hmm. something. Hold up. I got to I got to look this no, up. It was, really yeah. Quick. The fake no, Jedi. I, yeah. Well, yeah, the fake Jedi. But I love the name. Haja Estri, Jedi. Um, I dug his character like crazy. Um, I was a little, com- we were both a little confused, but what I wanted to say earlier is, you know, with the pop of him coming out, how dope would it be if it said Haja Estri, Jedi on the, on the box? I think yeah, that'd be like dope. Because, very specific. Yeah. I bet he, it will just say Haja though. It, it will, but he introduced himself like that a couple times. And I think that would be really cool. Well, I actually have some questions about him because how did he know he was Obi-Wan? He didn't. He said, we have faith in you, Obi-Wan. Well, because of the bounty. Oh, yeah, that that's what. Well, I really like what he said. He, and it, you could tell Ben's reaction. He said, you're not alone, Obi-Wan. And I assume that that was the first time Obi-Wan's heard that in a long time. Because I think in that moment, he trusted him. Yeah, and, I would I would say so. That's probably what ultimately made him decide to go with Leia to this this destination. Yep, yep. Uh, we got to talk about the Velociraptor, the Velociraptor dinosaur bounty hunter. That dude was super cool. Yeah, dude was cool. There were a lot of interesting characters in throughout the second episode that we see, um, but. I think one of the most interesting parts was when he's using the force for the first time because you kept hearing her say, make me float. I want to float. Then she falls right he, then. He dude, makes her float. I had a, I had a Tasm moment right there. The uh, amazing Spider-Man moment right there. Yeah. I R. had R. like Gorn. a, I had an end game moment. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just with uh Hawkeye and black widow and all that, mm-hmm. but super, super interesting episode. Um, trying to think if there was anything else because you know it was we didn't all talk leading. about hmm. c3po 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 made a little cameo which i think that's enough i think you know we don't need to see a ton from him mm-hmm. but i think it's cool knowing that you know 3po's in the movie his yeah. mind is wiped but he's he's there and i mean we yeah. always wonder like what were they up to where have they been this whole time and yeah. with, we're, we're getting a droid story at some point so yeah i don't know we don't know a whole lot about it yet but Not you never time. know little side stories with r2 and and 3po i wonder where r2 is right now i know i know i i think that is a very very interesting question i assume i assume somewhere nearby because i don't know why I, I don't know why they would take just 3po yeah i don't know I don't know. You'd think maybe he 
makes a heroic play. You know, maybe. And maybe so uh, with it being around Kenobi, if they just showed 3PO, yeah. I feel like they're going to want to show R2. Unless yeah. they got all their R2 out in, in Mando. Yeah, Mando and Boba. Yeah. But he didn't do too much. He didn't do no, too much. But, he was just kind of there. But but he got a decent amount of screen time. He did. He did. I was happy with it. R2-D2. I was happy with it. Uh, and then we it's interesting because last week the week before on the podcast we were talking about there are going to be things that we see happen in this series that we don't know that we want to see and one of them specifically that we mentioned was what about the moment where obi-wan finds out that anakin's vader and we saw that Mm -hmm. that was incredible you see just the look of terror and just the realization that almost his worst fear has come true because Anakin wasn't dead. That was hard enough, but he became the most fierce Sith in the galaxy. Yeah, and yeah. he was this evil ruler over the, over the empire. So I have to imagine how much more Obi-Wan feels like he failed in that moment and just scared. The fact that you hear that Darth Vader is looking for you personally for 10 He's years coming after you. And then the big reveal of of Vader. Big reveal. Big reveal. Only a few seconds. He he looked looked, he looked dope. He looked mangled in episode two. And then what's interesting is episode two, I couldn't see Hayden Christensen. I tried to look, but I couldn't make it out as him. I know Mm -hmm. it was, but I couldn't make out that that was him. And then episode two three hits you see the helmet you see all the pieces getting put together on him you mentioned how painful it looked and then you see the helmet lower and you could see a very defined look at Hayden's face and I thought that was incredible followed by a remastered James Earl Jones's voice you know it's sad it's probably the last like after this series it's probably the last time we're going to hear it you don't know that you don't know that because well, I think it's very he, – he's old. He's 91 he's old. years old, bro. Yes, but – well, the thing is, and I just found this out right before the episode, he – the same technology that they used with Mark Hamill to bring – to, like, de-age his voice and mm-hmm. make it back in his prime, that's what they did for James Earl Jones, too. Oh, that's so cool. He, record, he recorded the lines, and then a company – it was, like, speech, speech – speech arrange speech something create something weird like that lines, yeah yeah they they remastered his voice to make it sound younger make it sound more like invaders prime that's dope uh, so even if james earl jones can't do the voice of vader live they can, if they can make a face if they can make a face look almost the exact same they can alter a voice too sure and it's very a lot of rumors that Anna, that Hayden Christensen is returning in the Ahsoka show. So I assume that we'll get James Earl Jones back for that. I hope we do. And hopefully he's still around to do it himself. Yeah. I assume uh, that that would be ideal. He's a goat, yeah. bro. No, he has the most iconic voice of all time. I believe. Absolutely. I want to, uh, there's, he recorded the new Testament. And oh, it's really? a, you can buy it on audible. And I really want to, I really want to listen to it because just to hear the Bible read by Darth Vader and Mufasa, I, I got to do it. Got to do it. That's interesting. But 
man, just seeing Vader and knowing it's Hayden Christensen under there. It's like you always know Vader's Anakin, mm-hmm. but you can and you now it's know. Anakin. It's, it's like it's so much more Anakin, you know? Mm-hmm. I think that was super interesting. Uh we go on. Obi-Wan and Leia are on the run trying to get back to Alderaan. And we get pulled in with this Imperial Rebel, which I really liked her character. I hope she sticks around for a bit. What was her name? I don't I don't know if they said it. They they did. They definitely said her name. I can't remember it right now. But she pulls them into, you know, her bunker where Quinlan Voss and other Jedi wow. smuggle smuggle younglings. Bro. I feel like that would be a big opportunity for them to tie in Grogu, bro. Yeah, man. And that's been a theory ever since the Order 66 scene in Book of Boba Fett. That's been a very big theory that Quinlan Voss, up until this point, it was very believed that he was an Order 66 survivor, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't known. Right. Uh, It wasn't confirmed. Now it is. And a lot of people believed that it was Quinlan Voss that saved Grogu from the temple. This could very well be a story now. And I, I agree. You said it on the reaction. And I don't know. Just telling the things that are that could be written on that wall of the stories of him smuggling Jedi younglings, I am super excited. What's crazy is I feel like every time we've seen Order 66 in like the new Star Wars, so like since Disney Plus, um, we've gotten a little bit more of a piece of how Grogu has gotten out of and survived order 66. So after you said like, just like in book of Boba, we see him physically seeing order 66. Now we find out that Quinlan Voss survived now, either, either in Ahsoka or in Mando season three, we could see a little bit more of that scene of maybe Quinlan running in and and grabbing him. Like, you're yeah. our future or something along something crazy <laughs> along those lines. You're and our only hope. Ass and, and get... Boom. That's it. Boom. That's Dude, it. That, I can't wait because like head cannon, it's head cannon right now until it's confirmed to be something else. Yeah, absolutely. Like we can believe whatever we want, bro. Yeah. No, that's, it, that's crazy. I cannot believe he survived, man. That's wild. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And going off of what I was saying earlier about earlier about Leia, I think Leia asks the woman a question almost along the lines of, are you scared or anything like that? Or why do you do it? And she says, it's a lot easier when you know you're helping people. And then they pan to Leia and you can see her accept that. And I think we're seeing Leia's formative years where she realizes what she wants to do and how she's going to start this rebellion against the Empire or at least be a vital part of it. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, every person is shaped mostly by their childhood, which is crazy yeah. to me. Um, and at this point in her life, she's surrounded by influential influential people at the darkest time in the galaxy. So I've never really thought about what Leia went through to get where she ultimately ends up. I just assume, oh, she's Princess Leia. She's a senator. She's just a smart person. I'm sure she also had to struggle. And we're now seeing yeah. that she had these traumatic events that are, like you said, shaping her consciousness. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Destiny? Her destiny. Yeah. 
She's manifesting it. Yeah. And then they start to go through the tunnel, except for Obi-Wan. He hangs back and we get our first look at Vader again. Well, first look at Vader again. That's a little redundant. We get our first look at Vader uh, being brutal again. We see him force choke a dad, break the neck of his son right in front of him, drag a lady by her head. Dude, Vader. He was being brutal in those scenes. He's trying to draw him out. He is. And you almost, you know, you see Obi-Wan. This is his apprentice. This is his brother. Quote from Obi-Wan was, you become a far more Jedi than I could ever hope to be. And to see him like this, I can't imagine what that, just the fear that is pounded into Obi-Wan's mind. It was incredible. And then we get the, the scene in the desert. Yo, when he ignites it, dude. That's one of my favorite poses of Jedi or Sith. When How they ignite their lightsaber when they like fling it open almost. Yeah. God, it's so sick, bro. That shit is dope. You see the camera angle. And it's the, the picture of our thumbnail from our reaction. It's behind Vader. So you, you can, can see, see like Obi-Wan in the can, distance. Yeah, but you can see like the the right side of Vader's leg and then just his blade. And in that little triangle, you see Obi-Wan and you wonder, where's the saber? Where's Obi-Wan? Where is yours? He runs a little bit and then we see the fight where Vader just dominates him. Yeah, bro. I was honestly going to say, and I think it's supposed to be this way. It is. It is very, very underwhelmed by it, which again, well, I wouldn't. Say, I didn't gonna, know we were getting to that yet. I meant like the fight overall. No, I, why, no, why he dominated? Yeah, absolutely. I was not underwhelmed by the fight in general, but like, well, yes, but the fact that Obi Wan just ran the entire time, kind of like Leia was in the first two episodes. I'm like, damn, another chase scene. But it was a little bit cowardly, if you ask me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't and, even and again, put it like I think it's supposed to be that way because I think Obi-Wan is at rock bottom right now. Yeah, his he's probably at the weakest he's ever been. Exactly. And Anakin or Vader is a California redwood where he just towers over him. He's about a foot taller than yeah, him he's now. Like seven and feet just tall now. The brutal strength. He's just fighting with one arm. Just it's like he's dropping Thor's hammer on him. It's it's nuts this scene because you just have Vader overpowering him, Obi-Wan falling back the entire time. Just there's no offense on Kenobi's side. It's all defense. And Absolutely. it is just insane. But he kept running. He was trying to get away. And then Right when the embers or whatever those were spill out on the spill out on the ground, right when I saw those spill out and I wish I would have said it on the reaction because I feel like I, I don't know, in a non arrogant way, I feel like I can kind of see some of those foreshadowing things when something's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And right when I saw that those all spill out, I knew, I knew that somehow they were going to catch on fire. And we see just Vader slowly, just a fire erupt from left to right. I didn't know what was burning him, bro. Yeah, I didn't know what was going to happen. We see him pick him up and just 
put him in the fire. That was, that was brutal. What he, I mean, what's crazy is Obi-Wan putting him into the lava on Mustafar was very unintentional on his part, right? Yeah. He's just defending himself. Yes. He cut off his arms and legs, but for him to fall into the lava, I don't think he meant for that to happen because he just kind of falls down there. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? he didn't fall in. It just, he no, he's kind of catching on fire because exactly. he's that close. Exactly. But for Vader to turn right around and do the exact same thing to him, but intentionally shows how much revenge he really wants and how much he truly hates Obi-Wan. And I just thought it was brutal, dude. It was. It was. Because you think of these scenes that you you wonder if during this fight, Obi-Wan can say anything to him like, Anakin, come back, come back. But there wasn't anything like that, at least this round. It was, it was simply Obi-Wan fearing for his life and just trying to make it out alive. He wasn't trying to save Anakin. He was trying no. to save himself. And you're right. To see how much Anakin hates Vader and just wants to hates see him Obi-Wan suffer. Too. Yeah, 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 my bad. Um, how much he hates him. And his one goal with it is to just see him suffer. Um. We see the truth. It it was a brutal scene, but I think one of the coolest things about it was, you know, you see Obi-Wan sitting there in the fire and you just see Vader standing over him, stormtroopers backing him up. That was a dope view of, of that. That was just so Star Wars. Um, you know, obviously the fire gets put out. Obi-Wan is extinguished. Alive, yeah. yeah, he's extinguished. And I guess that's where I was just confused because Vader could have easily drug him back in, but the camera through the flames, you see the flames kind of like it is on the screen right now. You can see Vader through the flame, my finger flames, finger, finger flames, finger flage. <laughs> you can see Vader's face through the flames and it was on his face for like 10 seconds, which 10 seconds just music, no dialogue, nothing really happening in film. That's a long time. That is a long time just to be on a fire in Vader's face. So I was sitting there just wondering, what is he doing? Is he going to drag him back in? Is he having some sort of realization right now? What's going on? I mean, there's right now there's no way to know. I assume, and if you compare this to any time we've seen newer Vader, like, the Soka Vader fight in Rebels. Anakin is still in there and yeah. he's always fighting, even if it's just a little bit. So there it's could, Vader it could, is it could fighting be, back Anakin. It's exactly. So that 10 seconds could have been an internal dialogue or an internal yes. fight that Anakin trying to pop out. No, like we're not going to do this. Vader coming back. Yes, we're doing it. I, you know? Dude, that, yeah, dude, that was very, very well said. Uh, so it just leads to wonder because he's been searching for him for 10 years, 10 years, finally gets him. Then he lets him go. And I don't know if I think the, the very good thing is that we still have three episodes left. And the main premise of the show is Obi-Wan and Anakin. So 
I'm led to believe that they will cross paths again before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I have that hope is because we're only halfway done. The epic rematch that they've been promoting between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, their epic rematch, it's not going to happen in the third episode. No way. And then tail off. It's not going to happen like that. At least I don't believe that. I don't believe it's going to happen like that. So I am, I believe and am praying to God that we see more. I assume that the way we get there is Obi-Wan is confronted by – not confronted. Um, Greeted. Qui-Gon makes his appearance. We see some type of inter, inner realization or aha moment where Obi-Wan – kind of gains his strength back, not physically, but his, his will is back because he wasn't even willing at first to go help Leia. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to stay there. And we know that it wasn't because he had to watch Luke. We know that even though he said that, we know that that's not why, because Bail Organa says, you know, it's not about, it's not about the boy and you know it. Mm-hmm. He said, we, you lost Anakin. We all lost. And in that line, you can tell that, Obi-Wan wasn't not going with them because he needed to watch Luke. It was because he was afraid. He was in hiding. He wasn't the same person that he was. So back to where I started, I would assume that it boils down to Qui-Gon gives him that, that pep talk, for lack of a better term, gives him that pep talk. He gains that will, willful spirit back, and then we finish off and he fights Vader again. I want to see the conversation between Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon about Anakin and the fact that the last words that Qui-Gon said to him were watch over the, or train the boy. Promise me you'll train the boy. He is his dying words. Yeah. He's like the person who meant the most to Obi-Wan at the time. Qui-Gon. Yeah. And Obi-Wan didn't want him. Exactly. He didn't want him. He only did it because Qui-Gon asked him to. And I'm sure not only is he disappointed in the fact that he lost Anakin and he lost that brother, but he also disappointed his master. He didn't fulfill his master's dying wish. And I want to see the forgiveness that Qui-Gon has towards him. And I bet that is such a coming of age moment for Obi-Wan. So I hope we get that. No, that'd be dope. That'd be dope. There has to be some kind of intense discussion between them this is Mm -hmm. long it's we haven't seen them together since 1999 so it's Ben. do you think it'll be just his voice that's what i'm that's not nervous about but that's what i'm i'm leaning towards that yeah that's what i'm a little nervous about um but i'm not sure i don't see why i just don't see I don't know. I don't see a point in them bringing Liam Neeson back, bringing him to the studio, paying him money to be in Star Wars again, live mm-hmm. action, and not using his him. See, the one thing I feel like makes me makes me feel like they're gonna use just his voice is that the theory is he isn't able to. Like, visualize himself because he died before his training was complete so he was only able to tap into a certain amount of the living force 
Mm-hmm. Which is why he was only able to broadcast his his voice, really. Yeah. And the only thing I worry about is if they do make him physical, that it kind of goes against that because I have no idea here, but I, I assume they can't learn more about the living force after they're gone. Oh, bro, I am sure that they can. Really, I have no idea, bro. Like that's, a, that's I feel above like they me. Can. I feel oh, like with yeah, the force they can do whatever well. they whatever they whatever they want, really. Yeah, um, see, I'm looking because I, I could have swore that he was a force ghost in the Clone Wars. And he he technically wasn't a force ghost because it was in Anakin's mind. Mm. But I'm talking about like it was the Mortis arc. It was the Mortis arc where. Oh, where they where he sees the all, where Dooku is still a Jedi and all that, too. No, 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 no. Mortis. No, the Mortis arc where Anakin is the brother and the sister yeah, right, with right. Mora. That yeah. wasn't. The one you're thinking about is Yoda's uh, oh. quest at the very end. Right. Mortis Arc was where just solely Anakin. Uh, it was Qui-Gon talking to Anakin about his future, about him being the chosen one mm-hmm. in his past. So technically that wasn't Obi-Wan. It, that wasn't Qui-Gon's force ghost. That was Anakin's subconscious. But mm-hmm. I have to imagine part of that was Qui-Gon. But I think you do make a good point. Uh, because maybe you can't, I don't know. See, I just kind of had a flip-flop in my mind. I think if Qui-Gon wasn't able to learn more about the living force past death, he wouldn't have been able to communicate after, you know? I'm sure there's different levels of it and may, or maybe it could even be with the help of Obi-Wan. He's able to figure it out more. Maybe he's able to communicate like, Hey, Hey, Obi-Wan, just like, no, you can do this. Check it out. Uh, yeah. And then help me figure it out more. And maybe he's old. Maybe Obi-Wan is able to teach him a little bit as well. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I mean, there, there has we to be. We could say I'm maybe sure. about anything. Yeah. I just, I really hope that we see Qui-Gon because if we don't see him, yes, he's coming back for, uh, t- what is it? Tales of the Jedi is what it's called. Yeah. That looks insane, bro. It does. It looks really good. He's coming back for that. And we are getting Qui-Gon again. It is voiced by Liam Neeson, but I would really like to see, see Liam Neeson yeah. as Qui-Gon Jinn. So we'll, we'll see. Would they de-age him? Do you think? I don't know. He's not that. I feel like they can just make him look a little. Yeah, some makeup. And the thing is, is it's good. He'll be shimmering and stuff. Mm. Like he'll look like a force ghost. So I feel like they could just get by. And I don't think he looks that much older. Maybe mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I haven't seen. I haven't looked at his face in a while. Yeah, I've really had the desire to go look at Liam Neeson anytime lately. For real. For real. <laughs> How did the episode end again? Which it one? ended the, uh, one? the third ep- No, third episode. Sorry, we... B- before we get there, yo, did you yeah. notice during the reaction when I said uh, when they sh- when they were on Mustafar and we see Vader's castle for the first time, like, hey, is Hawkeye gonna show up? Yeah, it was like that was like the exact same location from What If. Mm-hmm. It was like the same angle. I was like, hey, where's where's Black Widow? Where's Hawkeye? Well, that was when uh. Ultron and Uatu, the watch going through just it, busting through. Yeah, so it, was, it was dope. What if you just see like so a, little, some, a little something in the back? Just a little, little glimmer, bro. What if sick. you saw that? That'd, That'd be, be dope. The ultimate tie in. I gotta go watch, rewatch it, dude. What if literally, man? What if that'd be dope? 
That would be super dope. Um, I I saw someone. It would just be too poetic that their final battle. What if it's on Mustafar, man? What if they end up back on Mustafar fighting again? I could see that. You know what's interesting is we we never see Ben Kenobi's legs in A New Hope. Maybe they get chopped off. Maybe he's robotic as well. Yeah. If he was, I feel like he would. That's not going to happen just because he calls. He, he calls when he's talking about Anakin. He says he's more machine than man now, twisted and evil. So it, that'd be a slap in the face to him as well. Yeah, it'd be calling him kind of like calling like yeah, kind of hypocritical. Yeah, I'm having trouble ex- remembering exactly how the episode ends. Though it was Vader walking away, was it not? Was it that was the very end? I think so. Okay, yeah, man. So now we we have to wait about what is it five more to, six more days and. We can wait. Yeah, I'm, I am very much looking forward to. I, it sucks. It's already halfway over. I know it sucks. It's because it's very quick. It is. It's very quick. Yeah. Seeing celebration made me, dude. Just I have so much FOMO from Star Wars Celebration this year. Just with Obi Wan, Anakin. It, what is FOMO? Fear of missing out. I've never heard that. You've never heard FOMO? No. Really? Bro, that's like a very recognized term. Really? Yeah. Never heard because it. Because it's it's like an example would be you don't want your friends ask you to go out. You don't want to go, mm. but FOMO kicks in and you go out just because you don't want to miss out on fun. Mm. So you have that fear of missing out. Um, and that's just what I had this entire it's entire time through celebration, man. It looked incredible. Absolutely incredible. This was the year to go. I feel like this was the big one. This was the big one. Just how it perfectly fell with the Kenobi release. And next year it's in Europe. I can't tell you how much my heart sunk. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. You said the only thing that changes, the only price that changes is the plane ticket. Yeah. You're not, I mean, I'm not wrong. No, you're not. Not wrong. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe Carbonite Convos will be fronting the bill. Hopefully. I don't know. I didn't tell you. I have, nice. uh, des- I've decided to get business cards made. That's a great idea. I agree. Some business cards I can. Because, dude, people, when I bring up the podcast, people ask about it all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. And it's exciting. And I tell them, yeah, it's Carbonite Convos. And out of the X percent of people that ask remember and the x amount of people that actually remember and then decide to look at it and then decide to sub you know i let's increase those chances get get some business cards made have a little qr code that goes to us um i think it'd be i think it'd be dope so i'm gonna get idea bro let's let's hop on that yeah no i'm doing it i i just thought of it before the the podcast literally because the guy i was in an elevator the guy said he really liked my shirt and I said, I said, yeah, I made it. Like I designed the shirt. He was like, oh, that's really cool. And I was thinking right there, I was like, this is obviously a Star Wars fan. Star- clearly, I was going to say Star Wars or Marvel. Like who else Star would? Wars yeah, like, yeah, like it, it, he clearly, if you don't know what Star Wars is, this shirt is weird as hell. Yeah. But it's very clear that he was a Star Wars fan. And who knows, he might really enjoy our podcast. So that right there, I was like, man. 
I, sh- I wish I had something to give him where it was like, here, check out our page. Check it out. Yeah, I'm with you, man. That's, that's a great idea. So I'm setting up a table at Comic-Con this weekend, right? Um, for the Pirates. And I decided that I'm bringing Mjolnir. Nice. Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Because I'm not going to be just a, just a salesman sitting at this table. I am, I'm going to. You want them to know that you're part of the community too. I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to. Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to bring a little character to the table and uh, I, dude, I can't wait. I can't wait. Plus where the table is, it's right next to like the cosplay alley. Mm. So bro, there's going to be characters walking around everywhere. That's dope. Yep. Maybe. Yeah. I, I feel like Stormbreaker. Will... Area, go check it out. Oh yeah. Three rivers comic-con. No, it'll be fun. It'll, it'll be great. So the new pops, Haja, Estri, Jedi. <laughs> I already know. I already know. You already know what I'm going to say. Uh, we have a Walmart exclusive Reva. So Alec was like, I got to get this Reva. And then it comes on a MF pop protector, which is another, nine dollars and i'm Bro, not ordering it i'm no I'm i not will either. not order it no i will i would have risk it i would have as well i will risk it and hope that it comes to my walmart you wonder are they making money on this on are they making what uh, on the, all right so yes if somebody buys a the Revapop that comes with the pop stack yes they are making more money than they would have if they just sold the pop Right, but because they're they, forcing us to buy it, or is because, it people away? Yeah, are they cutting that? I don't know. I don't know. I part really of the don't. part of the reason for pre-ordering is to end up saving money in the long run, so you don't have to rebuy it at a flipper's rate. Yeah, and risk the chance of not getting it. But I'm not going to pay an extra ten dollars for the no. for a hard stack when hearts. Hard stacks are for grails only, in my opinion, unless you just have a bunch of them, I guess, throw a random one in it. But mm-hmm. hard stacks are for grails or ones that exclusive Reva is not a grail. No, like they're for grails or they're for pops that you consider to be a grail. Yeah. You know, like that's and I'm sorry that you're not going to buy a pop in a grail. You're no. not going to buy a pop knowing that it's going to be a grail unless it's like one out of 500 one out of 1500 right. i'm sorry a walmart exclusive pop is not a grail i only and, have i only have two hard stacks and my my andrew garfield is in one and my thor from ragnarok is in the other all right i'm gonna i have a few so i have um i have an unmasked it, it's not an mcu pop i have the unmasked uh steve rock unmasked captain captain america it's the stanley comic-con one i have that in a hard stack i have cap wielding mjolnir in a hard stack i have a lot of caps i have the original og cap from the first avenger i have those three in a hard stack and then i have iron man putting the the stone at with the new york comic-con exclusive Yes, I have that in a hard stack. Those are my four Marvel ones, and then I know I have a couple Star Wars. I actually have that one out of box. I have uh, all right. So I have four. I believe I have four Star Wars in a hard stack. Oh, I have. Right here. Oh, nice. <laughs> you have it out of box, and I have it in a hard stack. That's yep. funny. Yep. So I have 
uh, Queen Amidala, Jar Jar, and the original uh, Grievous in a hard stack. Nice. Which Grievous might not be worthy of a hard stack anymore because he's going down. And then hold up. And then I have this. I have this Luke in a hard stack. Oof. Just because he's worth a little more money. He's dope. You should be getting your new hooded Luke soon. That I should. Yes, sir. It, I got charged for it today, so I should assume that that comes soon. Yeah, bro. I'm also disappointed in the fact that that Revo, the Walmart exclusive one, ha- is it's the almost same damn thing, except it has the lightsabers, bro. Yeah. What is the common not have a light the lightsaber ignited? It's so stupid. So you buy. So, dumb, bro. So you buy the exclusive. I know it is dumb. It really, really, really sucks. Because I. We'll find it. I'm pretty confident. That I, we I, will. I need I need the Walmart one because I have all the other Inquisitors with their yeah. lightsaber ignited in the almost exact same pose. Yeah. So I need that. But I don't know why I can't find it right now. I just had it pulled up a second ago. Haja Estri, Jedi. There it is. Yeah, it is very, very close to the first one. Extremely. Here it is right here. If anyone's- you know what? You know what's interesting, though? Not once do we see her with both blades ignited. We don't huh. see that. We only see one. So I'm sure that at some point we will, but at this point. And I'm sure that, it'll be all spinny mode. Yeah. At this point, that's inaccurate. Yeah. Again. Again, again. because Funko isn't the most accurate. At Funko, hire us. Yeah, that ass. I saw an interesting picture today. I saw, and it's a little blurry, so you can't really make it out. In the Inquisitor's quarter, um, office, whatever it is, there appears to be what look like Jedi lightsabers on the shelf. And then like a youngling helmet. I think the youngling helmet is a stretch because mm. it's it's just like a white shell. Bulby uh, shape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't think that, but the lightsaber thing, I am pretty, I'm, I, I'm buying it. I I think it is another lightsaber for my collection. Yes, sir. Hold up. I just got to show the people show and tell really quick of what I bought myself for my B day. Okay. Oh my, yeah. This dude sent me a picture and I'm like, Oh God, what is it? And he goes, check it out. Early birthday present to myself. I know I already said it that I was taking it to Comic Con, but it's insane. This thing is so awesome. It's so big and it is so heavy. That's so sick, bro. Such good material, too, man. How much did it run you? 160. It's not that bad. No. That's sick. I don't have batteries in it yet because it does make noise. Dude, that's so big. It's huge. I got to find a way to hang it. You need like massive hooks. I know. The hooks. The hooks. The hooks, me boy. If you don't know what that's from, then you are too young for this channel. Or too old. Or too old. Yeah, you got to be in that perfect frame. Yeah. Please keep watching. Yeah, please. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What else? What else? 
Oh, yo. So I actually saw a potential leak today um, uh, about Ahsoka. Kind of confirming, like, n- essentially continuation of Rebels was, you know how... Well, it is, dude. It's already we know I, it is. I know, but like you know how like the art style of of Rebels looks. It was basically, it was basically a very grain. It was very grainy because I think it was recorded from celebrations of a look at Ezra, Sabine, and and the whole gang. Not live action, but it looked like it was like a painting, and then it was That's like from tra- Rebels. But then it was like yes, the the end the ends the end scene. But then it was like yeah. transitioning into like live action. It was it was wild. Really? I was like, what the? F-? I was like, I don't know. This could have easily been fake. But I was like, whoa. Well, let me let me say this way. Like, it's a painting of them, right? Mm-hmm. They could easily painting is paintings are art. You know, mm-hmm. they you could cartoonify me right now into a painting. So they very well could use the exact same picture of that painting, but have live action characters looking at it. So crazy. I, yeah, you are. Well, we've already seen leaked pictures of Hera mm-hmm. uh, from, from the back. We've seen pictures of Ahsoka because her chandrils are, are longer. They are, they're longer. They're much longer. That's crazy. Which I, I like think that. is really cool. I think that's cool um yeah dude it, it's clearly a continuation of rebels and it's i don't know we've talked about that i'm here I for it can't wait and you I'm wonder how vader plays into it now you know he's gonna maybe, have a part. maybe it's not vader maybe it's not maybe it's like just flashbacks of anakin could be i assume we're getting into some veil before stuff so there's no t- it could literally there's limitless options of what we could do at this point yeah, buddy. I hope they don't marvel it though. Where, yeah, variants and all marvel this. I, I love it. Yeah, I, I love, I love variants, it, but one that, fandom but is enough. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars needs one timeline, one Darth Vader. Yep, one Vader. You imagine like, you know how Vader in like Secret Wars, Vader. Vader versus Vader. Like, who wins? Probably Vader. My, my money's on Vader. Yeah. What else? What if Any dude, new what if the what if we did like a multiverse type thing for Star Wars and you get like 30 different Vaders, but then we got like light side Vader and then like so Anakin. No, and then like non-injured Vader and then like there's like a bunch of different looks at what he could yeah. potentially be. Yeah. I know, right? Well, I think that the thing about what if is it plays into the MCU now with the multiverse breaking. But with Star Wars, it'd be cool to see truly just what if. What if? How could the story be different? Kind of like the scene you were talking about with Yoda. Uh, just what if Dooku didn't turn to the dark side and all that kind of stuff. Not that it's canon or that it's another timeline. Just a cool what if story. I'd love to know. I would too. I mean, we can speculate all we want and say like, yeah. well, if Dooku wouldn't have turned, it would have been stronger and Qui-Gon wouldn't have died and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Chain goes on and on. No, but I would love some not confirmation because it wouldn't be canon but like you said the kind of like a cool story kind of like how visions is yeah just a side story that's just cool yep we're getting getting season two yeah season two season two season four of mando's in production hell yeah hell yeah that story's never ending i'm kidding too much there will it it will but there's way too much money to be made for it to stop anytime soon oh yeah 
Oh yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything else? Anything else you can think of pop no, wise? I think uh, so. I, I news. We're getting new pops every week, so I'm sure next week we'll have a few to talk about as well. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, everybody, we can't thank you enough for tuning into episode 75 of the Carbonite Convos podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you got any any sort of value out of it, uh, if you could throw us a like, throw us a review, anything, you know, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for coming back once again. And make sure to come back at the end of the week for more videos. We have videos coming out every day on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram, whether it be Easter eggs, facts, collection videos, everything. You know what we're here, what we're about here at Carbonite Combos. So thank you for your support. And until the next time we catch you on the channel, like always, may the force be with you. Remember, the force will be with you. Always. Always.